Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, Josh Brown has a great interview with Daniel Ruffin of Always a Brave, the Bradley University alumni team. You're going to really enjoy this interview that he has with Daniel. Really interesting guy and just a guy that tends to win, it seems like, at almost everything that he does. Uh, remember, the TBT is going to be everywhere this summer. We're going to be in Philadelphia on June 17th and 18th for the Jamboree. That's our play-in event. We're going to be in Philadelphia again on July 8th and 9th, as well as in Charlotte for the first rounds and the regionals. We'll be in Peoria, Illinois, at Bradley University, and in Las Vegas on July 15th and 16th for regional play as well. The Super 16 will be in Brooklyn, New York, at the University, I'm sorry, Long Island University of Brooklyn, LIU Brooklyn, on the 20th through the 23rd of July. The semifinals and championships will be down in Baltimore on August 1st and August 3rd. All of those games from the Super 16 forward you can catch live on ESPN. You can watch all of TBT action, Jamboree, regionals, everything else on the Watch ESPN app. So be sure to stream that and have that downloaded on your phone so you can watch that on the beach this summer. Remember now the tickets are on sale as well. So you can purchase those tickets on thetournament.com. There's a link right at the top where it says tickets. The TBT podcast is available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Apple Music, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, I should say. You can subscribe there. Be sure to share it with all your friends. And you be also be sure to follow TBT on all the social media channels that you're on, we're on. You can follow us on at the tournament on Twitter and Facebook. We're at facebook.com backslash the tournament on Instagram. We're the dot tournament on Snapchat with the tournament there as well. Enjoy the interview with Daniel Ruffin and we'll be back to talk with you again soon. Welcoming in now, always a brave point guard, Daniel Ruffin, joining us from Peoria, Illinois. Daniel, thank you for being here on the TVT podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, we're really excited to have you because obviously big things coming for Always a Brave and really the city in general this summer in TBT. The Midwest Regional will be hosted by Bradley University. And, uh, you know, I know you were at that press conference that we had that kind of introduced it. The mayor was there. It was really kind of a, a town affair. But uh, just for the fans at the podcast who weren't able to tune in, kind of just talk about that opportunity to be able to host it at your home gym and have, you know, a lot of good teams play in that venue in front of your home crowd. Uh, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity, uh, you know, just for, for us as, as adults. I mean, you know, a lot of people on our team are still playing uh, professionally, but not to me people can, you know, uh, have this opportunity to play in front of their hometown. And, and for me to play in front of, you know, uh, our home fans and, uh, being able to bring it back here to Peoria, which is, you know, has a great tradition of uh, basketball, uh, is just a great opportunity. What was kind of the reception from the home fans when you made the run all the way to Fordham? Uh, obviously, for the semifinals, I know Bradley's a you know big kind of tight knit basketball community. Illinois in general is a big basketball state. But what was kind of the reaction from the fans once you got home? Uh, it's kind of the, the one of the great things about you is you actually live in the community. So what was the reaction when you guys got home from that TBT run? I mean, it, it was a it was a big buzz. Uh, the, you know, a lot of people, you know, didn't really quite understand what was going on until they actually seen it on TV and start hearing more about it. And then it just brought a big buzz to to the town. And, you know, with us, you know, having that opportunity and making it to the Final Four, uh, I know a lot of people here in town was tuning in and, and just rooting for us. So 
uh, a lot of people, you know, throughout the year, you know, asking if, if we're going to do it again. And, and with it, you know, coming to Peoria, you know, they're, they're excited to be able to witness it, you know, and, and it's here in their hometown and be, being able to uh, root on a couple guys that's, you know, from the Peoria area. So, uh, you know, with it coming here, the, uh, the fans and, and the community is, is really excited. You kind of mentioned how the fans didn't know what it was about until, you know, they watched it on TV and saw, you know, yourself playing with uh, Marcella Somerville, Patrick O'Brien. But uh, were you skeptical at all? I mean, it was always a brave. It was your first time in TBT. And, you know, the reaction we get some from some of the players is they really can't believe, you know, that you only have to win six games to win two million. Uh, you know, the games are going to be on ESPN. It kind of takes them back when they first hear about it. So uh, did you know about TBT before last? year were you skeptical skeptical when you know that idea came about or did you kind of just jump right in from the get-go uh honestly i uh the first time i i've heard of, i heard about it was when uh a former teammate uh zach andrews he was in a championship game and it was on tv and uh i just remember watching it and getting a text from a couple ex-teammates uh, about it, and uh, so I started watching it, and I remember Bobby Parker uh, texting me, asking me, do we think it would be a good idea if we, you know, try to get an alumni team going for next, the uh, following year. Uh, so, you know, I kind of, you know, looked it up after, you know, after the fact and and, and was aware of it, and I, I was all for it. I thought it was a great idea. I, it, you know, it kind of brings back a uh, NCAA type feel, you know, just for, you know, the older crowd. So, um, I thought, it, you know, it's great. And it gave, gave me an opportunity to, to lace, lace my shoes back up and give me something to play for. And it certainly worked out well. You guys made the semifinals, made really a, a great run. I mean, you beat that Marquette alumni team. Um, you beat, uh, and really what I thought was my favorite game of the tournament, the Jackson, Tennessee underdogs on that buzzer beater where you guys came back from, I think it was five points down with like 19 seconds left or something. So a lot of great moments. Did you have a favorite moment from, you know, the run? I, there's kind of a lot to pick from from you guys, but does anything really stand out in particular? Uh, honestly, you know, that game that you mentioned, the Jacksonville game, uh, you know, that we went from, you know, being down five points with 19 seconds to actually, you know, winning that game. And I just remember having that feeling like, oh, man, we had an opportunity to, you know, to go to Philly. And I'm thinking it's over. And we had, and we, we turned that game around within, you know, 12 seconds. And now we got an opportunity to go to Philly. And then after that, it was playing against uh, Jason Williams and Mike Bibby. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that game was, you know, that was fun. That was a great experience, being able to play against those guys. And then the Marquette game, I mean, that experience was, was great. I mean, I, you know, our the coach now at Bradley is a, is a Marquette alum. So, you know, he kind of, you know, challenged us, you know, uh, in that game. So, you know, it's just just that and the travel and being with those guys just brought back great memories. I actually I wanted to ask you about that that Pedro's posse game. You know, Jason Williams and Mike Bibby. I mean, you were obviously a very good player uh, in college, as was your whole team. But well, what's it like? You know, suiting up, knowing that hey, I'm going to play. You know, one guy in Jason Williams who's really 
world, you know, world renowned for his passing ability, his career in the NBA, and another in Mike Bibby, who could, you know, potentially be a Hall of Famer uh, in the next couple of years. What's that like, you know, suiting up, knowing that that's who you're going against in, uh, you know, a couple minutes when you take the floor? Just, uh, I guess, were you excited? Were you nervous? What was that like? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, uh, I thought it was, it was just a great opportunity to be on the same floor as, you know, uh, those two legends and uh, Mike Bibby and Jason Williams. And me being able to have an opportunity to guard, you know, Jason Williams. You know, at the end of the day, I just, you know, kind of wanted to hold my own and, and compete at the highest level I could, could compete at because I know those guys play at a higher level. So um, just being a competitor and, and – not, you know, making it easy for those guys. And I knew those guys wouldn't, you know, let it be easy for me. So um, just being a competitor, being able to play against those guys and being able to say, you know, I played against Jason Williams. You know, not everybody can say that. Yeah, absolutely. Was was Jay Will's passing ability as good as it uh, looked from afar and looked on, you know, TV, What you know, with people watching him grow up? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, I said just in person, being able to watch it up close, was Jay Will's passing ability as good as it looked from afar, you know, at the games and watching on TV, you know, him in the NBA? Uh, just what was it like, you know, kind of watching that passing and uh, kind of those moves he makes in person? Oh, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, just watching him warm up, you know, you get the opportunity to warm up before those games and just seeing, you know, the, the things he does to prepare himself for the games is, is amazing. Uh, he has a great work ethic. Uh, the stuff you see behind the scenes, uh, you don't really realize that those are the things that, that get them prepared for the game that they're uh, about to play in. And, you know, to see him do that, uh, knowing that he's about to play against me, is like, man, he's, He's actually, you know, uh, getting prepared for this game. So uh, it's an honor, you know, you know, saying that he had to prepare himself and, and was willing to prepare himself to play against someone like myself. And obviously, credit to you guys. You guys came out and really handed it to them. Again, in route to the semifinals. Uh, I wanted to get into some of your backstory because, you know, you really kind of define this Always a Brave team, your story. You're from Peoria. Uh, you passed up on opportunities to go to Wisconsin Green Bay, uh, UTEP, which is a very good basketball school, to stay at home, play in front of, you know, uh, in front of family, friends, the hometown crowd. Just what does kind of the city mean to you, Bradley mean to you, kind of being a hometown guy, staying there and was that kind of the biggest factor in deciding to go to Bradley being able to stay local and you know play in front of the hometown friends family and all that uh yes uh you know staying at home obviously was was a, a big uh piece of the puzzle uh I just remember coach Les which was the Bradley coach at the time he uh he kind of sold it to me I mean uh Bradley was kind of down at the time and he gave me the opportunity to uh, the opportunity to take the uh, keys to the wheel and uh, to the car, and uh, by coming to Bradley, I had opportunity to turn it, uh, turn uh, the program around, and be a part of that. And, and if I did that, he was like, you know, this city, you know, could be in the palm of your hands. I mean, you're from here. Uh, you just won a state championship at, you know, at your high school, and you come here. You you take this team to the tournament. You have, you have this whole community behind you, and and sure enough, you know that's kind of what happened. He kind of to me, he read the future. You know, uh, 
I, I had the opportunity to accept a scholarship to Bradley to play uh, the game I love to play and 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 bring it back and put it back on the map. And uh, it, it I was sold and I wouldn't change it for the world. I think uh, if I could do it all over, I, I would choose Bradley again. And, and just by having that support, having the family behind me, having the community behind me and and still to this day, you know, uh, I'm still, you know, considered a big role model, uh, a big piece to the puzzle. And, and a lot of the kids in the community still look up to me. And, and it's, it's, it was a great opportunity, a great experience. So I wouldn't change it for the world. And we actually talked before you played your high school ball with Sean Livingston, who's a booster on the Always a Brave team. Uh, what was it like kind of growing up playing with him? He's obviously had a very good career in the NBA. And more kind of how has he supported uh, the Always a Brave team and Bradley in general? You know, he's obviously a local Peoria guy. He didn't end up going to college. He went right to the NBA. But uh, what was it like kind of growing up and playing with him? And also, uh, what has he done to kind of support the team? Uh, and obviously, he's going to serve as a booster this year for you guys. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So I played with him, and we we've grown up together. Uh, you know, he was in third grade, I was in fourth grade when we first met, and we just always been friends. You know, um, obviously he went to uh, Peoria Richwoods first, and and uh, ended up transferring to Peoria High after his uh, sophomore year. But you know, even even then, we we still continue to be friends. Even now, we still continue to be friends. And and basically, the the biggest thing he he's done for us is is be our biggest supporter. You know, uh, anything we need, anything you know that we can't get done, he makes sure we have it. And and that's all you know you can really ask for. It. And and that's what anything I do. Uh, you know, I work at the Boys and Girls Club. You know, anything the Boys and Girls Girls Club need. He he's one of our our biggest supporters and and uh, I can't ask for anything else, you know. And, and he's one of, he's considered one of my best friends. So um, at at the end of the day, he he's going to support you know the cause that you know I'm involved in. So that that's who he is, and that's you know the type of person he's always been. That's great, and I read a little bit about uh, your guys' high school days, and really it seems like a close relationship. Do you think his Warriors end up taking it, or do they get upset somewhere uh, along the way? I, I believe they're going to take it all this year. You know, I, I, w- I would love to see them take it all this year. So. And I'm sure they'll have my vote. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have a little fan section in Peoria as well. And uh, last thing, just about your background, you actually also coach JV uh, under your father, who's the head coach of the team. What's that experience been like to be able to coach with him, uh, not only coach with him, but, uh, you know, where you went to high school and be able to kind of give back to the community in that way as well? Uh, oh, it's a great experience. I mean, uh, that that's one thing, you know, when I was done playing, I wanted to do. And, um Peoria High, you know, that's where I grew up at. That's where I came from. And what other place would, you know, would it be better to, you know, give back to? And and that's where I'm at. So uh, being able to coach, you know, with my father and and continue to learn from him uh, is a great experience. And uh, I'm grateful that he gave me the opportunity to, to, you know, be able to coach the JV team and, and uh, come back and, and give back is is what I've always wanted to do. One thing I wanted to ask you about, because after watching you and some of the other 
you know, players on the always a brave team and really in TBT in general, you think, wow, a lot of these guys should be NBA guys. And just the talent you see in TBT, whether it be with you guys or like I mentioned, you know, the Marquette teams, any number of teams you could pick. And, um, you know, I, you were just really kind of a special talent that we had on the floor. But it, it's no kind of surprise that you're more of an undersized guard. You list uh, at 5'10". What do you think, you know, in terms of professional basketball career, do you think that maybe some teams have overlooked your talent just because of your height? Uh, yeah, my height and size, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've always, you know, been the underdog. Um, I've always had to, you know, kind of prove myself. And and um, that's why I kind of, you know, respect it, you know, what Coach Les sold to me, you know, coming out of high school because I've never been a guy that's been, you know, heavily recruited. And uh, so I've always had to prove myself, and I, you know, and, and that's fine. I, uh, and I understand that, you know, especially as an adult now, I try to, you know, try to uh, give that and instill that into some of the kids that I coach now. Like you're not always going to be given, you know, what you want. You got to go work for it. And uh, you know, having the father that I had, you know, he was always willing to take me to the gym. Uh, to work on my game. So, you know, you know, just coming out, you know, my professional career, you know, obviously it was short. Uh, I played over in Germany and Bosnia. And after that, I was done, you know, and, and some, some of that is because of my size. And, you know, I, I kind of took a, uh, a beating as far as, you know, my body wear and tear and, you know, trying to come back for that was hard. So, um, at the end of the day, I, I don't regret anything. I, I think, you know, I took it to the limit. And uh, being able to play in the TBC, I think that, you know, that, that, that this is a great experience and a, a great way for me to come back. Absolutely. And I don't want to waste too much more of your time. Just a quick thing that I noticed. So I'm a Celtic fan. I'm from Boston. Um, and obviously <laughs> we have a good run right now. But I think you know where I'm going to go with this. One guy that I, I see a lot of similarities between is you and Isaiah Thomas. Just the, the detail as an undersized guard you have to put into your footwork. And, uh, you know, the, the emphasis you have to put on your passing ability. And just kind of the little things. I just see so many similarities there. One, uh, is IT a guy that you kind of watch and maybe... Uh, not model your game after, but maybe take some pointers from. And two, uh, just as an undersized guard, when you're on the court playing, how much more important does it put into those things like footwork and just kind of the little things that maybe, uh, you know, someone of LeBron's stature doesn't have to worry about? Yeah. I, yes, I, I get it. I, I watch him all the time just because he's undersized. I, I'm a big fan of, you know, undersized, undersized guards that, you know, that make it to the, to the big league. So, uh, I watch him, and yeah, I, I take from his game. You know, yeah, obviously, I, you know, I'm older than Isaiah, but I can still, you know, learn from you know the things that he does, and uh, you know, put into my game, or even put into you know the 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 way I coach, and and uh, I respect I respect what he does and, and what what he's doing right now, and 
Uh, he's definitely representing for us undersized guards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly a, a figurehead. Um, real quick, before we go, uh, you guys obviously already accepted into uh, TBT 2017. We know we'll be seeing you at Bradley University. Uh, what's the plan both for you and for the team moving forward in terms of training? What's your training regiment kind of like? I know you're coming off that unfortunate injury that occurred uh, in the TBT. I believe it was semifinals where the injury happened. Uh, so how? What, what's your plan <laughs> moving forward to come back from that? And what's the team's plan to come together and maybe, uh, you know, do kind of a mini camp to get ready for TBT? Uh, well, first for me personally, uh, I'm just continue to, uh, you know, stick with my, uh, my strength and conditioning program, just trying to uh, strengthen up my, my Achilles and, and my body overall. So, um, I think last year, it just you know, I just kind of threw myself into the fire and, and didn't you know prepare myself for that. So, I think this year it'll be a little different for me and my approach to it, and just trying to get myself prepared uh, physically. And uh, as as far as the team, I think we all agreed to you know come back uh, about uh, two and a half weeks before uh, the actual uh, weekend. So, uh, we're going to meet. And uh, do a you know a mini camp and possibly have an alumni game here you know just for the community and uh, just kind of do a mini camp and have Coach Guyton uh, put us through some things and, and get us ready uh, similar to what we did last year because I think what we did last year worked so we kind of want to stick to the same plan. Absolutely. It certainly did work well. Daniel Ruffin, point guard for Always a Brave. You can catch him in the Midwest region of TBT down at Bradley University this coming July. Daniel, you've been more than generous with your time. We really appreciate you hopping on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me.